You are listening to Bandit's Cove with me, your host, Bandit. Today is November 15th, 2018. Let's go ahead and kick this thing off. So, the podcast now is on Apple Podcasts. They make me say it first. They want to be first. Uh, The email on that is just absolutely crazy. Of, like, all the things you want to do if you want to use your logo, all this. Like, all the hoops you have to to jump through. Like, Google's pretty cool. Uh, But we are hosted on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, or Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Uh, Right now, that is distribution. That is where you can check out all the latest, greatest. um, Oh, I forgot one. Uh, Anchor. FM as well. Uh, Anchor is also a huge supporter of the podcast. Without Anchor, the podcast wouldn't be possible. Um, I'd have to have way more equipment, way more know-how, and um, I just I don't have it right now. But that is distribution of the podcast, of everything that's been moving and shaking in the last couple of weeks in the background, working on getting the podcast as many platforms as possible to have as many chances of you, the listeners, to consume my product I'm creating, which is the podcast. But moving on from this, we're going to go ahead and get into a little bit of Apple news real quick. This is the part of the podcast that I like to call Apple Crumbs of talking about all of the happenings, latest happenings with Apple and products and potential product releases and stuff like that. So Apple has said they are greatly displeased with the sales numbers of the new iPhone XR. Uh, which is one of the three iPhones they launched this year. They launched the XS, the XS Max, which is absolutely freaking a monster. It's huge. And the XR, which is more of like how the C models used to be. Like you get like a 5C or whatever. It, it's a cheaper, more entry-level phone, I guess, if you consider like almost $800 on a phone entry-level this day and age. Um, but they said they are just greatly displeased by uh, sales numbers and all that, and they can totally make it up with sales from the iPhone XS. And I'm just like, I I just don't see it. Like, granted, you guys aren't releasing sales numbers anymore because things are probably just that bad. They're probably off the mark so freaking bad. Um, they are no longer publicly releasing sales numbers or how many units they've sold or how much money they've made. Uh, so, which is unfortunate because I'm, I'm a big numbers guy. Like I like to know how products have done. Like if they're not selling that well, then they're typically a flop. So I think Apple has a very big problem on their hands. Like the 10, the 10 S max has, well, all of the, uh, new three new phones have had some issues. They've had, uh, a charge gate issue. Um, if you guys are like in the know a little bit about that, of where these phones have wireless charging in them. And the iPhones now for, I think, a couple of generations have had wireless charging. And um, like 
the wireless charging works fine from what I could gather. Um, and there is a wide range of data out there. And the wireless charging works fine. It's when you plug your iPhone in. And this is only on the 10s, the 10s Max, and I think I think the 10R might have done it as well. Um, and it was only certain phones. It wasn't like every phone had this issue. It's only certain phones, and I'm not saying that. Oh my God, it's an Apple product. It's absolute crap. That's that's not the case here. It it could happen to any manufacturer. Just it happened to Apple, and it's more prevalent because it's Apple. People want to jump on them for whatever reason. But you'd go to plug your phone in, like your phone would be asleep, like turned off, right? Well, not fully turned off, but screen's off and all that. You go to plug your phone in, like you're going to bed. You wake up, and your phone's not charged. Like you've plugged it in, and it's not it's not charged. Uh, there were some instances that the phone wouldn't even come out of sleep. Like you had to wait until your phone died, and then charge it all the way back up, remove your charger, and then turn the power on. Like things were that bad. Um, there's no stories of like phones getting completely bricked or anything, but battery life is fairly decent. And if you had a somewhat decent charge on your iPhone, which typically isn't the case with an iPhone because they're just, they're energy whores. Uh, they consume battery charge like no other. Um, granted that most phones nowadays are, are pretty decent, um, I know when I had my last iPhone before I got my new Android that, you know, my my battery was pretty good. It got me through a work day. It got me through eight to ten hours of work day with uh, moderate use. Now, if I used it heavy, yeah, then I'd have to, like, have my charger with me and plug it in or a battery bank or something or bum someone else's charger. But I had iPhone 7 Plus, and it did fairly well. Like, I would say that the full two years and it's the only phone by the way that i've owned for a full two years like normally i upgrade early normally i try to like get rid of get rid of stuff and get something new new later and greater um this was like i could have upgraded sooner but i was like eh, you know there's no real point like things were so many models were getting announced like right then and there i was like ah, i gotta wait i gotta wait see how everything shakes out um i had a pretty good feeling that i was going back to android and i was just like you know like yeah i the simplicity of Apple, to some degree, is is nice. But that's not why you buy an Apple product. You buy an Apple product because it's the whole ecosystem. It talks with your Mac. It talks with your HomePod. It talks with all of your Apple devices, and you don't really have to do anything. Uh, you just have a couple simple settings on, and it just magically does it. But this is more of a case of just... I think they said it was software that was causing it, that there was something with software in certain devices. And again, this is the iPhone XS, the XS Max, and the XR. So new devices um, that you would plug in and they wouldn't charge or they wouldn't charge and the phone wouldn't turn on. You'd have to wait until it fully like ran out and then charge it all the way back up and then remove the charger and then you could turn it on. Um, sometimes the phones wouldn't turn off. Like, they just, they would lock up in same kind of same situation. You have to wait for them to go all the way down, and you charge them back up, and you could turn it back on, and they'd work fine again. Uh, so, this got broke um, on, uh, I believe, the Apple Forms. There, I think it was the Apple Forms that this broke on. And it made its way over to some very predominant YouTubers and 
the power of social media this day is insane. Um, like Apple was kind of already addressing it on the forums, like, yeah, you know, this and that. And then it made it to YouTube and like it blew up. It was a huge wildfire. And Apple was like, oh crap, we got, we got to handle this. And I applaud Apple because they actually handled it very swiftly and very professionally rather than just like cut people down of like, oh, our, our customers or our users don't know what the hell they're talking about. Ha ha, got your money. You're kind of stuck with it. Um, they're very swift to act on this. They're very apologetic about it. Like, we're sorry, you know, we're getting, we're trying to figure out what's causing it and we'll let you know. Uh, they're very forefront with updates on what was going on and they rectified the problem. They fixed it. And now iPhones should charge normally and not lock themselves and not lock you out or lock themselves on and not be able to use them and kind of like soft brick in a way. Um, but I was like, wow, you know, you got, you got that. And then, um, like I watched, I watched the press conference. I had already made my choice of to get an Android to get a uh, Samsung Galaxy, and I had watched the Apple press conference anyway, just because it interests me. I'm that much of a geek, and I was like, you know, normally, normally there's like one big thing that kind of like, oh, hey, you know, uh, maybe, maybe my next go around, I get another Apple device. And I watched this press conference, and it was just lackluster. It didn't have that that next, that one more thing, you know, that quote, one more thing um, that really pulled me in. And I think that's what a lot of people were waiting for with this device. Granted, it is an S model, so it's like a half model. It's not a full up. It would have been a huge upgrade from my 7 Plus, no doubt, um, if I would have chose to stay with the Apple family and that whole ecosystem. But... I don't run a Mac. Um, I don't run really any other. I don't have an iPad. I don't run anything other other than an iPhone. So I was like, what is the point of me having an iPhone and this and that? And I kind of didn't want to have to worry about, oh, well, you know, I got to pay like $1,100 or $1,200 or however much it is right now um, to have a decent size storage on my phone. I'd rather, you know, just put SD cards be able to put SD cards in, not have to, but be able to put SD cards into my phone and just do stuff that way um, versus having to upload over the cloud and eat up bandwidth and all of this stuff. Yeah, I know unlimited data and all that, all that, but um, that was, that was kind of my gripe is like, I'm like, ah, you know, and like being able to shoot 960 frames a second slow-mo on a phone is absolutely just ridiculous nowadays. <laughs> so uh, that really sold me on a Galaxy. Like I've never owned a Galaxy. I've had a Note. Uh, I had a Note 3 like way back when those were new, um, which actually wasn't that many years ago thinking about it. But um, I don't know. It's just, It's one of those things of like, I had to make a decision and I made my decision and I'm actually happy with my decision, but I was just like, wow, you know, Apple is kind of lackluster this time with their, with their iPhone launches and they're launching three iPhones and they're saying that the 10, the 10 R has a, uh, liquid retina display, I believe is what they call it, which is just, it's a LCD screen. It's, it's definitely a step down from the 10 S and the 10 S max. Um, it's not to me. Uh, in person, it's not as crisp. Like I've gone into an Apple store and actually checked these things out. Um, and I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't feel as crisp. It, it feels like a cheaper model. It really does. It, it's got more of like, 
just a cheaper feel to it versus like holding a 10s or a 10s max like those have a premium feel to them you know you're not like oh wow you know this is this isn't a cheap phone you know this isn't a cheap device and i really want to take care of it It, like if something happened if i had a 10r and something happened to it like i dropped it i wouldn't really care about it and i hate saying that because i take really good care of my devices like anytime i turn them in when i upgrade as a store is like wow we've never seen a device that's gone this long and not have anything wrong with it like not not a chip not a scratch not nothing like i'm immaculate with my devices i really try to take care of them and i gotta say if i had the 10r i i don't know if i would be so like soft-handed with it um i wouldn't be so careful with it like it would slide off a toolbox it would (laughs) it would rattle around on my jeep floor for a little bit or something i wouldn't really care about it um and that's unfortunate to say because that thing does cost a crap ton of money still and i'm like you know with the c models people were kind of getting those for their kids and this and that or maybe they were getting them for themselves to save a little bit of money because you know life happens we're all trying to not spend as much or have as much going out per month and one way is to do that is kind of have a i guess a lesser model phone but they're not really a lesser model um and like cut our plans back and all that stuff but this thing i'm just like man you know i wouldn't even buy it for my kid like she's 13 she actually does have an iphone she has i believe a 6s or a 7 i think it's a 7 uh it's not a plus but i think it's a 7 and um like next year like early next year uh their upgrades the wife and the daughter's upgrades are coming due they'll be able to upgrade so it's going to be interesting to see where the wife goes like the wife has run several androids in the past uh the daughter has had a couple androids this is her first iphone she's done really really well with it uh granted her awesome glass screen protector um is fractured her screen isn't fractured on her phone it's just her glass protector like i am 110 percent behind um having spent the extra extra money to get the good glass protect the good screen protector that is tempered glass um i even have it on my uh galaxy and it's it's kind of hard for it to stay like around the edges and stuff but i'm running i'm running a really good otter box and all of that so um so far so good like it is completely glass wrapped phone so <laughs> like every now and again i take it out and clean it because stuff does get down in there being in my pocket and all of that so i do take it out clean it wipe it all down look at it make sure it's all good and then it goes back in its case like it doesn't live really outside of its case at all there's no need to um but uh, when upgrade time happens i don't know if my daughter will stay with the iphone i i really don't because now the wife and I both run Android, um, and I flip flop. Uh, I'll absolutely flip flop. I'm a fence sitter when it comes to devices. Uh, some things I like about Apple, some things I like about Android, some things I hate about Apple, some things I hate about Android. Um, so, like, both platforms aren't completely perfect. There's 
in my eyes, there's not one better than the other. But uh, I was like, wow, you know, freaking they got that issue like right off the bat. Like, holy crap. Um, but they were really quick to respond to it. And it was good to see that. Uh, it was good to see that. Oh, and and they kept the community up to date on what they were finding and what solutions they were trying to come up with. Um, and in the end, it wasn't a hardware problem. It was a software problem. They fixed it and rolled out a hot patch. And it's, from what I gathered, it's fixed now. Um, but very, very interesting thing. I was like, wow, you know, Apple has this lackluster press conference. Then they have this charge gate happen. And I'm like, man. And then they have another thing going on with them. Beauty gate is what it's being called. Is that uh, the beauty setting on the camera is automatically on. Like, you can't turn it off. Or at least you couldn't. I don't know if you can turn it off now or not. But, um, like, things are, like, over smoothing when you take photos and this and that. And, you know, hashtag no filter. Uh, There's definitely a filter on that you take a photo with like a pixel three or a note nine. Um, there you can definitely see more detail in that. It's not as smooth. Uh, there's a little less detail happening in the new iPhones photos, uh, versus the other phones. And it's like more smoothing and stuff like that. You can definitely tell that a filter has been applied automatically, even if you haven't done it. Um, so a lot of people are in uproar about that. And, Again, that's a software thing. It might be just a stupid setting that we don't know a hidden setting because Apple menus. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things I'm like, wow, you know, like, yikes. The charge thing is a huge thing. The camera thing, eh. The camera thing is just like quality of life. But not being able to charge your device or your device locking itself, you know, locking you out or soft bricking. Um, that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. And it wouldn't happen if you wirelessly charge it. It's only when you would plug the device into the wall, into the charger. And another thing I have to gripe about, about the new iPhones, damn it, um, is they support fast charging. They support um, fast wired charging. But a fast charger doesn't come with them. You have to buy it separately. I'm like, really, Apple? Like, right off the right okay now hear me out on this you give me you take away my headphone jack you provide me with a dongle to allow me to use standard headphones but if i lose it then i have to buy a new one i get that i'm okay with that i as a consumer as an apple consumer I was okay with that. Like, okay, I get it. You know, I can still use my studio headphones and all this. I just have to have this little this little thing. Um, you know, they should do the same damn thing with the fast charging. I'm sorry. They should just, they should do the same thing with the fast charging. Uh, I will just drive that home. Why not put one fast charge brick or one power brick that's capable of fast charging in the box with a device. And then if we want another one, we have to go spend 30 or 40 or however many dollars it is versus not including it, including a standard charger and having us have to go out and spend the money right off the bat if we want to take full advantage of fast charging. That to me 
doesn't sit too well as a consumer, uh, as a techie, as a geek, as a nerd. Um, I'm not really like, oh my god, Apple's evil, but I'm like, come on, guys, like, a little overzealous on that one. Just, just a little bit, like, okay, you know, you're trying to get the last little drop of blood out, out of the money stone from your consumers, I, I get it. But, it is what it is, at least it has fast charging now, um, the wireless charging is pretty cool, um, I, I've tried it with my phone, it's, it's pretty cool, it, it takes longer, it takes longer to charge a device up, uh, it doesn't fast charge that way, but, you know, if I'm going to bed, I just throw it on the mat. I don't have to, like, try to fumble around with a USB-C connector or what what have you and plug my phone in, and then I'm like, oh, you know, this kind of sucks. But if I know I'm going to be playing on my phone before I fall asleep, then, yeah, you know, I'll kind of plug it in and get a charge on it and all that and just call it a day. So now that our Apple crumbs is out of the way for today um it'll be interesting to see what i can dig up later uh keep that little segment going but um went out or i should say the wife went out tuesday and got the new spyro like spyro's out uh the reignited trilogy it's remastered it's freaking glorious i will say that um but Crash Bandicoot, they did the same thing with Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy. They went through and brought them all up to date, uh, graphics-wise and stuff, and then relaunched them. And it sold, like, they knew it was going to sell well, um, but Crash Bandicoot sold insanely well. Like, the Insane Trilogy sold insanely well, ha ha ha. Um, It sold better than anyone had expected. Uh, there was points that you couldn't go to stores and find it because it was sold out. And I was like, did they not order enough copies? Did they not think it was going to sell that well? But uh, it's what it is. And it actually made them look at redoing Spyro. And I had heard about that for a while, uh, that it was getting kind of kicked around and around the uh, backwater channels um, that have been fairly accurate in the past with rumors and news leaks that have actually come to fruition um and i told the wife and i was like hey i've heard they're you know looking at how well crash did and they're going to redo spyro they're going to do all three spiros and instantly she was excited she goes when's it come out i'm like there's no official word and then the internet blew up of when's it come out when's it come out when are you doing spyro and all this stuff so Toys for Bob and Activision um, put out a thing of, yes, we are doing Spyro. This is what we're working on. And uh, it was supposed to be out in October. Like, early to mid-October, I think it was. It was supposed to come out. And there was a debate because they wanted to release the first game on disc. And then the other two would just download for free. They would just download over Wi-Fi and or your internet if you're connected via... Uh, Ethernet cable, like I am. Uh, Ethernet will always be faster than Wi-Fi. Uh, hands down in my book. But um, a lot of people were up in arms about it. Like, well, what if we don't want to have to download it? We'll just put it on a disc. So they pushed back the release date to November. November, 
uh, November 12th, uh, because they were putting the other two games on disc, so you wouldn't have to download it. So they kind of were smart to do it. Yeah, it sucked. It took about a month later for it to come out, but you bite the bullet a little bit and uh, have a little bit of patience, and it came out. Uh, the wife asked me how much trouble she would be in if she bought it. It was like $40 or something like that. And I was like, you need to get it, like get it now because you're the holiday season's coming up. Black Friday shopping's coming up. You are not going to be able to find it. And then you're going to be crying because you want to play it and you can't find it and this and that. And we're going to end up downloading it and it's going to take forever to download and just a whole, whole laundry list of things. And then after the download, it's got to install, um, modern gaming life. So she's like, all right, you know, picked it up. She, uh, like I was sleeping, I was sleeping for work when she got it, uh, cause I work night shift. So she went and got it for the PS4. Uh, it is also available for the Xbox one. Um, but she got it for the PS4. Like I have all the systems. I have a switch, I have an Xbox one and I have a PS4. So she was like, you know, I, I put a disc in there. She goes, I, we were talking yesterday and she's like, I miss the days that, you know, to be able to put the disc in and the damn game would play. Like you wouldn't have to sit through an install. She goes, that's why I don't play a whole lot of games is because every time i go to play either i got to install it or it's got to update or it's this or it's that or it's something something stupid or something's going on or this or that and she goes that's why i don't play as many games as i used to and i was like it sucks it sucks like right now i have um i know playstation gets their content first but i have the new call of duty over on my xbox because i gotta give my xbox a little love and that's where a majority of the people i play with play at so um, it's not like, oh, I like one console better than the other. It's just majority of the people I play with play over on Xbox. So I was like, yeah, you know, I get new Call of Duty over there. And like every time I go to play it, I'm sitting through an update. And I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like I have to wait to play my game. Like I don't want to wait to play my game. I just want to play it now. So she sat through the whole install process, even though it's on disc, it took like three hours to install. She said it took an insanely long time to do the install. She goes, I had to sit three hours through this damn thing just so I could play it. And then, then she was playing it and she was like, yeah, I couldn't put it down and, and this and that. So I had never, other than the little demo disc that came with my original PlayStation, uh, had a little Spyro demo on there. It had a lot of different games on there, but it had a little Spyro demo on there. And I always wanted Spyro, and I never got it. Like, I always asked for it, and I never got it. And I was, like, kind of heartbroken about that a little bit. But um, So I've never really, like, fully played a Spyro game. Like, I kind of knew what Spyro was and all this and that. So I sat down yesterday and I actually started playing Spyro for like legitimately the first time. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is so great. This this is so much fun. And next thing I know, freaking two and a half hours go by and I'm like, uh, yeah, I got to put this down because this is going to be a problem. But it is so freaking just the styling of it. And it uses Unreal Engine and just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. And this, this like, Crash and Spyro are games that my daughter has never had the opportunity to experience. Because, obviously, I I just recently, uh, the last few years, sold all my old consoles. Like, they're just sitting around. They weren't on the, 
display. I don't really have anywhere to display them. Uh, they weren't getting used. Like once in a while, I'd drag out like my Super Nintendo or something like that, or my Nintendo, and play a game over there, this or that. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, you know, for the most part, like Nintendo 64 wasn't really getting used. Um, the Xbox wasn't really getting used. Uh, the PlayStation 2 wasn't getting used. Uh, GameCube, just everything. Like, Dreamcast, all that stuff. I, like, I still play Crazy Taxi on Dreamcast, but... Uh, I was like, you know, I'm getting rid of all the old consoles. Might as well get rid of the Dreamcast, too. Um, I can find other avenues if I choose to venture back to those games of playing, like, emulator-wise or, or what have you. Might not be the most, like, ethical thing to do, but... Uh, is what it is there. Like, you can put them on your phone now and everything, so. Um, I went ahead and sold them, and I was like, you know, just, it sucks because the kid's never going to get to experience, like, 8-Bit Mario. Um, he's never going to get to experience Duck Hunt. He's never going to get to experience, um, this game or that game or, you know, Super Mario or stuff like that. Like, had a Wii, and she's like, oh, I played those games on the Wii. I'm like, it's not the same as playing them on the actual physical console with the controllers. Like, it's not the same. It's somewhat close, but it's not the same. Uh, so, this, like, Crash came out, now Spyro's out. Of course, we jumped on them. We're buying them for us, but we're using the reason is the kid can now experience them, and experience them better than how we had them. Um, you know, being able to use dual analog, analog sticks on Spyro, because that wasn't a thing when Spyro first came out, um, is amazing. I'm like, this is great. Like I can control the camera now. I can actually make this jump now and not struggle my ass off and be frustrated to where I throw a controller. Um, granted, I still don't make the jump on the first try and I get frustrated after like fourth or fifth try. And I'm like, I just got to walk away for a minute before a controller goes into my mall. Because controllers are expensive. Controllers are like $60, $70 now. Um, they, they are not a cheap item to want to be throwing around and breaking. But it, it makes me wonder. You know, with the rising popularity of the quote-unquote retro games, which they aren't retro to me because I grew up with those. <laughs> they're not no don't call them retro don't call them old please for the love of god don't call them old um even though i know i'm in my mid-30s i'm just like dang it like i don't i don't want to be called that old word the the o word the old you know i don't want to be called old but i'm like dang it i know what's happening i know like the things i grew up with are coming back into popularity like ninja turtles and ghostbusters which the new film was horrible i hated it um Ghostbusters film. The Ninja Turtles film was alright. And I was like, alright, you know, Transformers, which they just really need to stop making those. Um, like, the Bumblebee movie looks good, but... So, all the things I grew up with that maybe you grew up with, too, depending on your age and whatnot, and you're listening to this, but... It's just, man, you know, what's old is new again. And they're like, oh, retro games! Like, they'll... They brought out the uh, mini 8-bit Nintendo that's got like 30 or 40 or 50 games on it or however many games it's got on it, and those sold like freaking wildfire. They did it with Super Nintendo. Those sold out like wildfire, which they brought them back, and I'm trying to get one. I'm desperately, desperately trying to get my hands on one. 
of like, oh my god, there's so many games over there I want to play, like Contra and Super Mario and just, oh, I just, you know, Link's Awakening and one of the best, if not the best Zelda games of all time, hands down, end of discussion, like just start to finish, that game was great. That game, Link's Awakening, is the one that set me on my glorious path to glory that is RPGs. Um, that's the one that introduced me to, like, I played that, I played, um, that led to, what's Final Fantasy? Started playing Final Fantasy. What's, uh, um, oh, Fantasy Star. Had that on my Sega. Played, played the living crap out of Fantasy Star. It was so great. Um, and that led into like Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, World of Warcraft and all those expansions and the freaking bajillion years that thing's been going. Um which I have been World of Warcraft sober for two and a half years now. Um like right after the not the newest expansion, but the last expansion came out, I played it, ran out of stuff to do, and I was like, hey, you know, it's cool for like a month. And then I just I kind of was like, okay, I'm at the end game, and I don't have a guild to raid with. I don't have the time to dedicate because I have a family, I have a full-time job, and I have all these other things going on that I don't have time to dedicate three, four, five hours a night to a raid or a week to a raid. Like, I just don't have it. Uh, so I ended up becoming a very casual player over there, and I was just like, eh, you know, there's not really a whole lot of stuff to do unless I'm in a, like a end game guild. You know, there's not a whole lot of stuff to do. So I just, I stopped playing. And then recently my computer died. So um, it's one of those things that if I had a computer that would run it and run it well, run it beautifully, I would probably pick up the new expansion and start playing again. And I literally told the wife that. And she's like, build one. And I'm like, eh, you don't want me to build a computer. And she's like, will it catch fire? I'm like, no, it'll be expensive as shit though. Like, I know what I need to run something, and I know what I want to run something, and they're two completely different universes. But, like, all these, all these quote-unquote retro consoles coming out and retro games coming out and all of this, I'm like, oh, man, I just, I jump on them. I jump on them every freaking time because it's like my childhood coming back, and it's great, and I can share them with my kid that's never experienced them before, like, check this out this is how i used to game not like good graphics good controls or system updates or game updates if there's an issue or that if there was an issue in a game back in the day that was it it was there um the konami code down down up up left right left right b a start like done you're done like that that is the god code right there um you know those type of things or if you were playing Mega Man 3 on an 8-bit Nintendo and on the second controller you held down start, you had your buddy hold down start and select at the same time, you were invincible. You would not die. Even if you fell in the hole, you would not die. Um, so there was like that stuff back then. Now it's like patched it. Sorry for you. It, it's fixed. You can't use that exploit anymore, um, which is kind of cool, but it kind of sucks at the same time. Because I'm like, I used to love being able to take full advantage of um, 
exploits and just stuff like that growing up. It was, it was great. It was so great. I was like, I'm just going to knee punch you the whole time in Mortal Kombat, and that's going to be that. You're corner trapped. Ha, ha, ha. You can't get out of it. Um, very much that evil little demon child growing up playing games like that. But, man, like, seeing all this stuff come back, it just... I'm like, oh, my childhood is back. And then, unfortunately, the passing of Stan Lee a couple days ago, I was like, oh, my childhood has died. I mean, it was it was gut-wrenching. Just that news was so gut-wrenching. It was like going and seeing Infinity War in the finger snap. Like, I knew the finger snap was happening. I've read the comics. I continue to read the comics. I love comics. Like, I am not ashamed to be one waiting for the comic store to open. Like, literally standing out out front waiting for the comic book store to open. I love going to the comic book store. Even if I don't buy anything. I mean, I always buy buy something. I love supporting my local comic book store. I want them to stay open. Um, Like, reading comics online is cool and all, but it's not... It doesn't have the same experience. You don't get the same experience from it, from going and actually like turning the pages in the tactile feel and just all of it just the smells and the sounds and being able to hold it it, it's something completely different it's a totally different experience and i keep telling people that and they're just like oh you know i'll read them online i'm like no you gotta you gotta go get them in print like uh but growing up um the next door neighbor kid and i were pretty much best friends grown like younger until uh i ended up moving but uh, we always had this idea like i can remember i can remember exactly when i got my super nintendo um it was like 1990 or 91 and i my uh I believe it was my aunt and uncle got it for me for Christmas. Like, we would go typically a couple days before Christmas over to their house and have Christmas at their house, um, do the whole gift thing, all that dinner thing. And uh, I opened mine up, and it was a Super Nintendo. They subsequently also got me a Nintendo 64, but um, and Mortal Kombat. Like, first game I ever had for my 64 is Mortal Kombat. Oh, my God, my parents were livid, but... Um, I had gotten my Super Nintendo with uh, Super Mario World. And I remember opening it, and the first words out of my mouth were like, I have to tell Brian about that I got this. He's got to see this. Like, I got I got this. I got a new system. I, I was so excited. <coughs> because growing up, Nintendo was my world. Like, Super Mario, Super Mario 3, uh, I didn't really care for Super Mario 2 too much, um, Zelda, like the gold cartridge Zelda, yeah, like, I still have the map <laughs> from it, um, it's survived this, this whole time, it's survived, um, it, it's a little beat up, but it's there, um, that's gonna go in my office someday, I'm gonna frame it, and it's gonna go in my office, um, Like, oh, what else? Uh, Mega Man 3, stuff like 
pivotal games like I grew up on. Very, very pivotal games. So when I got a new system and I had Super Mario World, and I was like, oh my god, this is like so awesome. Oh, I I wouldn't put it down. Like I had school the next day, and I was like, uh, no, I'm not going. Like I'm staying home playing this. And I ended up being forced to go to school the next day. They like they threatened to take away the new system if I didn't go. So I was like, no, 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 I'll go. Don't take it away. Uh, but I told him about it. He came over real quick. He's like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I had two controllers from both could play, and it was just great. And, um, you know, that, those were the days like way, way, way before we even know what, what the hell the internet even was. I don't even think that like the internet might've been around then, but it was very, very young. Um, like very young. Yeah. Like it was not consumer based at all. It was still very much a system used by the military and all this. Um, and we always had, like, this huge master plan. I'm telling the story because we always had this huge master plan of, like, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if we didn't have to get up to change out games or turn the power on and off? Uh, if we just had a way to, like, we could just sit here and do it and we didn't have wires on our controllers, you know, we didn't have to sit so close to to the console. We could be farther back, and this, this would be great. Um, and they tried the wireless thing back then, and it did not work out well, like, it was it was a third party thing, and it was it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. It did not go well at all. There's so much interference and this and that. It was, it was bad. It was a bad time. Um, but we were like, yeah. So we were like trying to devise ways of doing this. Is before we knew like what internet was and all that. So we were like making things out of wood and all of this like these huge contraptions and stuff to like do this for us, so we wouldn't have to get up and do it. And then bring modern gaming right introducing now you can play online with people you never know and talk shit to each other <laughs> send each other dick pics and just like all all this stuff like wireless wireless controllers and you have to put batteries in them or charge them or get this or get that um, have a headset so you can rage at each other it's just it's stuff like that but it's stuff like we always dreamed of and we're like you know, someday, someday we're going to figure out a way to do this. And we never figured out a way to do it, obviously. Otherwise, we'd be, like, freaking loaded. We would have, like, patented it and copyrighted it. And that would have been that. Like, you guys, you want to use this technology, you got to pay us royalties. And um, it's not the case. But we're like, holy, we were talking about um, a little bit ago. Like, holy crap, you know, modern gaming. Like, we always said that we wish there was this. And now there's this. You just, you go online and download games you don't even have to leave your house to buy a freaking game anymore you don't have to go to the store and that's kind of the downside to internet shopping is the brick and mortar stores are going away like amazon's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and just put it at my doorstep don't get me wrong i love amazon like i am addicted to amazon but i'm like at the same time i kind of don't want to wait like i don't want to wait the day or the two day I typically pay for the overnight shipping if I really, really, really want something or need something. Um or it's a two day shipping. I don't I don't want to wait that time. I just I kinda wanna go to the store and like have it now and I like wandering around and finding things I never would have known about. But we're like, man, you know, just the modern gaming era of like just click, 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 done, just spent 60 70 80 100 120 dollars whatever it is uh and your game's downloading it's it's magic you know 
<laughs> that's how I explain it to people. Like they're like, "How does Wi-Fi work?" I'm like, "It's magic. It's got magical shit that floats through the air, and then this receives that magical shit." And oh my god, oh, you got internet. Like, uh, I don't go into the whole technicality of like how exactly it works, but um, we're just like, man, this is insane. As we're sitting there playing a game together, and I think it was like World of Warcraft, we're playing together. Man, yeah, we're we're doing this, we're doing this, and we're playing with people like halfway around the world on the other side of the damn world well, where are you at oh I, i'm in australia i'm like holy shit you're like on the other literally like the other side of the freaking world from us you know what what's over there trying to kill you today a dingo eat your baby or you know get in a fight with a kangaroo or you know we just ask him stupid crap uh, but i mean i still i still get out there and i play random matches online on uh, call of duty and sometimes, like, if you time, if you time it right, you can actually pick up like people that are actually overseas in our military serving. And I always make it the utmost mission for me to make sure they know that I am very appreciative of what they do um, and the sacrifices they are making. Not you know, being holidays coming up. Think about this. They're not. They're not with their families. They're on the other side of the world. They're not getting paid a whole lot of money starting out. Like people working at a fast food joint flipping burgers are probably making more than what a first, a first class, or no, just a private. I think it's private and it's private first class. Uh, so a private, like straight out of, straight out of basic training, straight out of boot camp, um, makes less than the kid bitching about his job flipping burgers. And I'm like, something's just, to me, is not right with that. But um, always, always, always very, very appreciative of our currently serving military members and our veterans. Um, without them doing what they do, stepping up to the plate and answering the call of the nation, uh, we wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. Um we wouldn't have the freedoms, the freedom of speech and just everything, everything that all of us, including myself, take for granted every freaking day. So if you're a veteran or currently serving military member, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And on that note, guys, I'm getting out of here. This episode's been long as hell. I'm going to go ahead and get some breakfast and probably shower and, and stuff like that and um, figure out what my evil demon cat is doing he's probably plotting my death or something but thank you so much for listening to the podcast listening to me ramble and just be me and try to get a little more of a structure to the podcast it's happening slowly and surely but um it's a learning process and as anything is but i hope to talk to you guys tomorrow tomorrow's friday i can't wait like end of the week it's gonna be great um gonna be a great weekend um with spyro and stuff going on with family and just all that so probably more stuff going on with the family than spyro but um until the next one guys i'm bandit you've been listening to bandit's cove and i'm out of here